Guys, let's get into the message. Everybody doing okay? We, 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 we awake. We got an extra hour of sleep. That wears me out, though. Oh, it's weird. I know. It's like, it's like yeah, I get an extra hour of sleep and I'm tired, right? I don't know. It's bizarre. I wish overreaching government just stop messing with the time, bro, you know? Like, come on. Just quit doing it. Like, just keep it the way it is. It's going to be dark at 4 o'clock now. It's going to drive me bonkers, right? So, yeah, everybody's going to be mad. Well, I don't mean to be a downer. Um, here, a couple of things. Guys, we're continuing our, uh, our study in Acts. Right now, we, you know, we, we just got through with the Devoted series, uh, which was fantastic. We looked at Acts 2. We're looking now at uh, a series called More. And if you've been with us for longer than a, a, a few months, you know you've heard the word more. And the reason we call this more is, and we're going to start talking about the vision that God has laid on us as a church. We met as an elder team, uh, man, a couple, about a month ago or so, a couple months back, uh, met all day, prayed like crazy. I mean, just ask God for what, like, what do you want us to be? What kind of church do you want us to be? And so for the next four weeks, we're going to be lining out and, and laying out what God has told us, the kind of church that we're going to be. And we call this the 2020 vision because this is by the year 2020, we want to be this church. Like we want to have it like this, just who we, who we are. And so we're going to talk a little bit about today. I'm going to talk about one of those things uh, today. So we're continuing this book of Acts because the, 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 in Acts 3, we start seeing some of the things that as like 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 what we're what God has called us to be as a church, we're starting to see these things start to come into fruition in the early church in, in Acts three. So here's what we want us to do. I want us to uh, let, let me just say what the orig- this this vision that we have, the one of four visions that we have, and we'll, like I said, we'll talk about the next three over the next three weeks. But today, here's the vision that I want us to know and and be thinking about that we will know. Every person, by the year 2020, we will know every person that goes to church here, that calls New City Church home, and every person will know that they are known. They'll know it. Like, it don't do jack for me to know your name and not tell you. Like, if I know uh, Jenna, all right? If I see Jenna, man, I know Jenna's name, hey, I know like, and I don't say, what's up, Jenna? She'd be like, that, that dude don't even know me. You know, Right? Does that make sense? Like, like we want you to know that you are known. Everybody here must be must know that they are known. This is why, and I don't want you to forget this. This is why we want you to sign on your uh, sign up sheets. So pass those down. Take those down. Pass it down. Well, that don't sound like a song. Take one down. Pass it around. What's the rest of it? <coughs> oh, oh, it's a, it's a drinking song in it. Never mind. There's, we're not going to turn the water into wine or anything like that today, so that's right. But a flashback from way back. That's before I knew Jesus, y'all. I'm sorry. All right. So we got so we, so we wanted to sign a sheet. The reason we're asking for folks to sign up, like the, put your name down. And by the way, if, you, if, you're, if you're new, I see a couple of new people here. If you're new or you hadn't been in here a while and you got a change of address or anything like that, man, put your name down, put your address down, put your social security, last four digits. I'm kidding. Forget that last part. Just your name, so, uh, uh, almost said social again. Your name, your email, contact information. We want to get to know you. We want to connect with you. Guys, it is important for us to do that. We even, like, like if we're going to do this, and we're going to do this right, and we're going to, I mean, do it in an epic way that nobody has done it since 
frankly, the New Testament church, man. We got to get to know one another because we all don't live together, right? We live in different areas. So if we're going to know one another and, know, and everyone is going to know that we're known and everybody knows that they're known by, uh, by one another, we need your name. Right, I'm just saying, it's like a real important thing. I'm like, I don't want to say, hey, buddy, hey, partner, hey, what's up, dude? You know, I want to know your name. Or I say, what's up, James? How you doing, Nick? How you doing, Josh? How you doing, Judy? I know Judy's name. She's known me for a long time. So we want to do those kinds of things. We even have, guys, a connect team that was going to, over the next, like, we're rolling this out now. Like, we have a connect team of people that we want to connect team with, like, connect you with people, right? Because ultimately, we want to see people that come into the door become a disciple of Jesus Christ. Because a disciple is not somebody who comes to church. A disciple is not somebody who just gets baptized. A disciple is somebody who learns to obey Jesus, and we want to help people get to that point. Amen? Because that's what we do. And we, a disciple is somebody who teaches other people to do that. So if we're not teaching people to obey, we're not disciples ourselves. We have a care team in place that, that we want people cared for. Like we want you to know that you're known and cared for, right? So if you have a hospital visits or if you, if you run into some trouble and you're part of our church, we want to be able to take care of some issues just like the early church did. It's going to take some work to get there. It's going to take commitment to get there, but we want to do that. I know we're a new church. We don't have a whole lot of stuff established yet, but, but man, I'm telling you, this is the vision God has given us as a church. One of the things we want to do and show people that they're known and show people that they're cared for is that, and like, like if you were here last year, you saw this, but we, last year we fed 21 families in the community that were in need during Thanksgiving. We're going to do the same thing again this, this year. And so if you, were, if you weren't part of that, if you don't remember that, man, it is one of the most amazing days you'll ever be a part of here at New City Church. And on that day, that's, that's no, going to be November 20th, we're, get, we're calling it Blessing Baskets. And so we're going to feed 21 families. We're going to buy the turkeys. We're going to ask families to buy the, all the sides and everything. Like after church, you're going to go and go get sides, and you're going to take it to the families. It's, a, it's an amazing thing. It's a wonderful thing, right? And so that night, we're going to invite those families to participate with us and worship with us at Rekindle. And it's, good. it's a worship night at 5 o'clock, and we're going to ask those families to do that. Man, I'm telling you, one of the most glorious days you will ever have. You know, it's, it, it's awesome to be a part of. How many people were here last, for that last year? Dude, I'm telling you, oh, man, not even half of you were. Oh, you're in for a treat, I'm telling you. You are in for a freaking, freaking treat for that. So, but, and, and, you know, so these are ways that we, we like, like we're, God's going to give us more people. He's given us a bunch, right? And he's going to continue to give us more. We've got to find ways to connect. We've got to find ways to, to, to care for and pray for and know those folks. So when we go out and we reach out, man, man, talk to one another. I would even suggest, here's what I would suggest. If you do participate in things, try to participate with, with things with people that you may not have met yet. Is that cool? Like, like think about that. Like, like hey, do you guys want to ride together to go deliver this you know, you know what I'm saying? I mean, just, just think about that. I don't know you. Could you come with me? You know, I mean, it's kind of a neat thing, guys. This is what a, a great way to, to get to know one another. Don't wait for somebody to try to get to know you because the, the scriptures say to, to love God with everything you have and love your neighbor as yourself, right? So you go and you, you take the initiative to make sure that somebody else is cared for. Don't sit back and wait and say, I want somebody to care for me. Like, if you care for other people, trust me, you will be cared for immensely 
and this rekindle is going to be awesome. One of the other ways that we're wanting to do this, and we're starting these things now, if you notice. We're not going to wait till 2020 to try to make sure everybody's known and that they know that they're known. But, but tomorrow night, and if you haven't signed up for it, sign up for it tonight. We've got a good crowd of people that are going to be coming. It's going to be awesome. But it is a city group called City blocks which is basically if you like laying down a foundation of faith and what it means to abide and and so we are going to start that tomorrow if you if you don't sign up today today's the last time to sign up for that and we're going to close it after that but we're up to we'll have some other things coming and that we're going to try to find ways to connect with people that kind of thing but city blocks is going to be awesome man going to be fantastic so to sign up for those things get together with those things by the way we do need um help with watching kids and we are going to pay for that so we want to make sure that uh that, that kids are taken care of tomorrow night if uh, judy and i said we would do it if if nobody does um but uh i'm not good with kids i'm kidding but you know i will damage your children that's that's the gucci's man I was, <laughs> like I, i'll slam them into a tree or something crazy like that you know it's just weird it's been me it only happened once that's enough it was try i got i got it's traumatic for me right so but those are the things we've got going on. And guys, I want to show you some pictures we had this week. One of the re- ways we reach out to people and try to get to know people is through different community events that we have. And we do a bunch of them, man, and I love that. But one of the things we had this week was Trunk or Treat. And, man, just check this out. We had about, some people probably thinking like 350 folks or so that came through our, our doors, man. The, the cars were lined up out the, I mean, it was crazy what happened. And so if we still got the, uh, the, if you want to backdrop and take a family photo out, out in the lobby or anything like that, that's going to be gone after this week. But wanted to just leave that up. Man, it was just awesome. Really a cool thing. And a lot of people that I didn't know came through and, and that man just came out going, man, that was fantastic. Hey, we even whipped and nay-nayed in this place, right? Did the stanky leg, man. It was crazy, right? Awesome stuff, man. Awesome stuff. Yeah, it really was, man. It was really neat. Really neat. A lot of family. Let me ask you guys a question as you're flipping. <laughs> Let me ask you guys a question as these things are flipped through. Do you recognize everybody there? We don't, do we? There's some people we need to reach, aren't there? Some, this is the trunks here. Man, it was just a great time. It was remarkable. So lots of things going on, man. And, and guys, let me tell you, you represented Jesus well. You really did. Man, it was fantastic. I had people walking out of this place going, this place is awesome. I'm like, God is awesome. Amen. With that, (laughs) with that, (coughs) go back to that one. The odd (laughs) refrain. Hey, leave that one up there. Leave that one up there. Leave that one up there. This is... (laughs) No, 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 seriously, leave it up there. There you go, all right. Uh, We have to give out an award this week, and it's not for best costume. Although we may need to think about that. Um, This is the third time we've given this out, because like I said, we're a brand new church. We had one, uh, we had a trunk or treat uh, the first year that we were here. We did not, um, uh, we weren't even open yet, so uh, that October we had one, it was awesome. Uh, last year, Ward Ramsey won the prize for the best trunk or treat, and Ward wouldn't get his new truck messed up this week. I don't know what the heck's going on. I'm just playing. But, uh, but it was cool, man. So, Ward, uh, you are, you're still a champion in my book, but just not with the trunk or treat now. So, you didn't defend your title. That's the way it goes. But, but with that, um, man, the, 
the prize for the best trunk was uh, Daniel and Alicia Smith. So, you guys, well, yeah. Dude, you like Jimi Hendrix up in the, up in the trunk, man. That's cool. I had, seriously, I had a, had a big black light up there. It's like, man, this dude had hippied out, man. I love it. Dude. <coughs> hey, by the way, yeah, here's the rule with that. If you take that and accept this responsibility, because it's a responsibility to be the, the truck or treat champion, right? You got to put that in a prominent place in your house, mantel pee, something like that, you know. Don't put it in a drawer. Oh, no. If I come to your house, it's in a drawer. It's being revoked, all right? I'm just saying. So now, fun time, man. Great church we get to be a part of. Amen? Amen. And it's so, so amazing. So we can't wait until 2020 to start thinking about this vision and thinking about connecting and thinking about knowing people. So if you don't mind too badly, I, what I want to do is I want to I say instead of saying we will know every person, every person will know that they're known, here's what I'm going to start saying. We know every person. And every person knows that they are known. And what I'm going to ask everybody in here to do is don't make a liar out of me, okay? Don't make a liar out of me. I, what, I, what I want to do, because that's like in the, one of the top ten commandments, right? I don't want to lie. I, I, want, this, I want us to be, be walking with a godly swagger in this. Like, we, this is what we do. Like, I don't want to say by 2020 we want to do that. I want to say this is who we are. We know everyone in our church, and they know it. Like, I want to start immediately making phone calls and having a team of people making phone calls to everybody here that calls New City Church home. And not like, hey, what's going on? Hey, are you sinning this week? Hey, I hadn't seen you last week. Where the heck were you? you know? Although sometimes we do give people, you know, right? Because we're family. Brothers and sisters are supposed to poke fun at each other. But more along the lines of, hey, just want to let you know you're loved. Want to let you know you're prayed for. How can I be, uh, be, be praying for you today? I mean, how, how cool is that? What do you think that would do to the body of believers if everybody got a phone call from somebody else in the body? It would be awesome, amen? Think about that. You guys with me? We good? I'm telling you, it's Tom Chase, man, jacked me up, so I want to make sure I'm not the only one. So we got to, so let's get into this. So because we know every person, and every person knows that they are known. And in Acts 3, we see these vi- this vision already starting to be established. I mean, think about how difficult that had to be for everybody to be known, but they did it in the early church. Like 3,000 people got added in one day, man. It's like, whoa, we got to get some, you know, they couldn't even text each other. How you doing? And they had to figure out a way to get to know one another all, and, and that everyone knew that they were known. So in Acts 3, 1, listen to this. It says, one day, Peter and, and John we're going in. Peter and John were disciples of Jesus. They walked with Jesus. They saw it. They were, they know he was dead and they saw him alive. And there were leaders in this church and they were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. Now, this is remarkable to me. Now, what difference does it make what time they went? Because there's a lot of details in the scriptures about what difference does it make, and, you know, it, it, or, or, or about what, you know, like some people may ask, like, why did they even put that in there? And I'll tell you why, man, because 2,000 years later, there are going to be a bunch of skeptics going, oh, we don't believe that the Bible's even real, right? Like, how do you know the Bible's true? And then all of a sudden, you start realizing, like, wait a second, they're, they're, like, they're like, God put in his word specific places, times, years, and and names 
He didn't just put concepts in there. He didn't just put events in there. He specifically put in there different places, times, years, and names. See, these are not just stories with characters, but true accounts of history. Like these aren't just like like ideas or concepts that that God put down for our use. He literally these are accounts of history. So that when two thousand years later somebody goes, oh, I don't believe the Bible. It ain't right, right? Like, wait, well, what about all the archaeology that when they dig up two hundred fifty thousand fragments of whatever, that it all lines up with the Bible? Do you realize that not one single anything that they've ever dug up from the Roman Empire has contradicted what the Bible said. Amazing. And we dare to say, I don't know if it's really true, man. We got people say, I don't even know if Jesus lived. Man, come on. I mean, we've got to get past all that stuff. At some point, we've got to look at it. They put these things in there for a reason so that there would be no doubt. Because when somebody says, well, there's no evidence of Pontius Pilate from the Roman Empire, they dig up coins. They go, whoa, there's a Pontius Pilate coin, right? That happened. And I love that because God wasn't scared to put details in because he knew we couldn't be disproven 2,000 years later, right? Amen? It's amazing. Acts 3, starting in verse 2, says, Now a man, this is Peter and John going into the temple, and verse 2 says, Now a man who was lame from birth began, was being carried to the temple gate called? Beautiful. Now I'm driving, man, I'm driving this morning, and I'm not even going to make a point about that. Like, like that's, that's the name. It's cool. And, and I'm driving this morning. You know, Daniel and I, I'm going to put my cup down on a, something expensive, right? <laughs> Daniel and I drive together to, to church. We live about a mile apart. So we, we, we gather, we carpool because we're um, tree huggers. No. Um, because we like the conversation, too. You know, but we'll save gas. It's cool. But, but, but we talk a lot on the, and, and so he's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, well, you know, I hear my notes and stuff like that, and you know, if you want to read them. And all of a sudden, I almost drive up there, and he goes, woo! Like, like, what? Like, Medea falling out, right? Like, I don't know. I'm like, dude, what's up? You know, he's like, man, you know, Daniel, man, man, you ain't going to believe this. Man, I'm not, he goes, I'm serious, man, I'm serious, man. And I was like, all right, what's going on? Did I do a pretty good impression of Daniel? Pretty good, not bad, not bad. You can do an impression of me anytime you want to, boss. So, so Daniel's like, man, I, 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 he goes, I'm not kidding. I woke up this morning and this whole idea of a place called beautiful was in my mind, right? He, he said, I had read it a while back. I said, that's just, that's crazy. I didn't know, you know, it's kind of scared me a little bit, to be honest with you. Uh, but, but, but it's wild, like what God is doing. And he said, what Daniel said, said the concept that was, he said, when people come through this door in this church, man, this is a, this is the gate called beautiful. Like those who are hurting, those who are ailing, those who are addicted, those who are like, like lost. Like this is, the, this is the place called beautiful. If we make it that way, if God is using us, it's the place called beautiful. Amen? Like that's why I love greeters that, that greet with, a, with, with genuine love for anybody that walks through that door, man. Because this place, this gate is called beautiful. And so I stole that from Daniel. And thank you, Daniel, for your wisdom in that. Gate called Beautiful, where he was put, how often was he put there? Every day, right? To beg from those going into the temple courts. And when he saw 
Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. And Peter looked straight at him, as, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us, right? Look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. And this New City vision that we are a church that knows every person here and every person knows they are known and cared for. It's important that we understand that. And this is going to take some real, man, prayer. It's going to take some real abiding. It's going to take fasting. It's going to take whatever it is for us to truly care for one another the way God says for us to care for one another when we reach out to the lost it's not a it's not an empty promise like hey you can start coming to our church man and and whatever happens after that no 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 if you're one of us you're cared for then peter said silver and gold i do not have but what i have i give you in the name of jesus christ of nazareth walk who buddy Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. Now, here's the deal. Like, we are a church that knows every person here, and every person knows that they are known and prayed for. Like, like we're going we're gonna to pray bold prayers. We prayed one with Alvin just this morning. Alvin's like, dude, I, I got a hurt back. I had to leave work on Wednesday. I just got this new promotion. I'm the boss now, and I couldn't even walk. And we boldly prayed for, for Alvin. How you feeling, Alvin? You good? Rock and roll, man. Come on. Come on. I mean, we're going to boldly pray for that. Now, are we going to try to do that for, like, more money? Like, you see some of these guys doing this for their own glory. They may have the gift of healing and stuff. Now, I don't have the gift of healing, so I'm th- thank God Pete was there, right? But they don't, you know, they have the gift of healing, and they'll parade people up. Like, okay, you know, you are you are you lame? Are you walking? Are you addicted? Okay, boom, they're done, right? And they go, okay, now give us money for the show. It ain't about that, right? That's not what they did. As a matter of fact, they were just sitting there walking along. And I love Peter and John for this, man. Because Peter and John could have just been like, check out, what's up, man? Sorry you're in your state, but I got business to do, right? No, they didn't. They said, look at me. Get up and walk in the name of Jesus, amen? I love that. I love that. And we're not going to be afraid to pray for healing. We're also not going to do it for our own glory. It's for God's glory. And that's what Peter and John did. So they, and listen to what they did, man. He, he jumped to his feet, man. Can you imagine that? Dude, lame from the time he was, how often? How long had it be? By the time he was born. Lame from that time. Then he went with them. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts. Walking and how inappropriate in a temple. Absolutely inappropriate to come in there going, look at me, y'all. It's ridiculous. He looks like a fool. Amen to that. Don't be scared to look like a fool when you know Jesus, the only thing Jesus could, like it can only come from him. Don't be scared, man. This dude did not care whether anybody looked at him and said, hey, man, you need to settle down. This is church, right? I joke with all the kids. I quit laughing, y'all. Quit laughing. This is church. They all laugh anyway, man. You know, I love that. But look what he does, man. He jumps. He's walking. He's jumping and praising God. This didn't happen with the Pharisees. They were too dignified. This cat was healed. 
And Jesus did it. And when all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful May We Be. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. We are a church that knows every person here and every person knows they are known. And this is everyone's responsibility. Because it's going to take all of us for everybody to be known, amen? It can't come from leadership. It can't come from a pastor. It can't. We're too big now. If we're a church of 30 people, 40 people, 50 people, I could, I could handle that. I ain't that smart. You guys figure that out. I don't have that kind of a brain that I can memorize everybody's name. Guys, at some point, we've got to know everybody here. And everybody's got to know that they are known, cared for, prayed for, and it's everyone's responsibility i love this verse 11 while the man held on to peter and john and all the people were astonished i bet they were like this dude is i can't believe i watched this guy for the last five decades beg for money man look at he's leaping around and it came running to them in a place called solomon's colonnade another detail right and when peter saw this he said to them fellow israelites Fellow Israelites, God's people, gather around if you're one of God's people. i got to tell you something. Why does this surprise you? Why are you astonished that, that God did this? God made the whole world, man, in a day, in seven days. Made it all. Everything we see, he's made. And, and yet you're astonished at some guy that, that God healed. Why? Why do you stare at us? Man, I love this. Listen to what they did. Why do you stare at us as if by our own power or godliness, we had made this man walk? It ain't us, man. This is God doing this. This God, this is God that takes away the addiction. This is God that takes away the, the sickness. This is God that can take it. He can take it all away. Why are you shocked? Why are you shocked that Alvin's got a thumbs up because his back feels good? Why? Why? Don't be shocked. Be blessed. Don't be shocked. Be thankful. Because it ain't anything that Pete or any of the worship team did to help Alvin out. Those things come from God. Why are you shocked? Why does this surprise you? Why do you stare at us as if by our own power or godliness we had made this man walk? This ain't for a show, fellow Israelites. This ain't something we just do to impress people so that people will follow us. This is God doing his thing. Let's just roll. Let's just do our thing in his power. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers has glorified his servant, Jesus. Listen to what Pete Peter says this time, man, this is crazy. This is the same guy, the same Peter who would follow Jesus at a distance when Jesus is getting the snot beat out of him. Wouldn't even, wouldn't even get close to him. He's like watching from a distance. Like, and somebody walks up to him and says, hey, are you with him? No, I don't know this guy. Are you kidding me? Three times he said, like called down curses from heaven like the ultimate pinky swear. I don't know this guy. And here he goes, fellow Israelites, 
Gather round. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his servant Jesus. You handed him over to be killed. And you disowned him before Pilate. Though he had decided to let him go. You disowned the holy and righteous one and asked that a murderer be released to you. You killed the author of life. But God raised him from the dead. And we're witnesses of this. Why are you shocked? After all you did and said, you saw Jesus alive. You couldn't kill that dude. And yet you're like, how did this happen? See, we're a church that knows every person here and every person knows they are known. And this takes boldness. This takes courage. It takes courage to step out of our comfort zone and what we know and what we think and what, we, what we've been taught our whole lives and uh, the things that we are trapped by in any way, man. It takes boldness to step out of that. It takes boldness to get to know people. It takes boldness. Don't wait to get to know people, guys. We don't have that much time. I firmly believe Jesus is coming back soon. By faith in the name of Jesus, the man whom you see and know was made strong. It is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that has completely healed him, as you can all see. And all God's people said, amen. Guys, listen, it's going to take all of us, all right? Are you with me in this? Man, I, didn't, I, didn't hear, I need better than that. Are you with me in this? See, here's the deal. Like it's going to take, we're going to be asking people like, will you make some phone calls? Will you reach out to people? Will you guys be ready? Oh, but I don't have time. You, take, you got time for what, you know, what you make priority in your life, man. I'm telling you, you just do. I mean, I don't know. I like designated survivor a whole bunch, but I'd rather call 10 people and watch it when I can. We got DVR, right? We can, we can, we can even record it. Can't shoot. Man, technology's beautiful. But we can do this. You see, this is a war we're fighting, right? And it may just seem like we're trying to have fellowship. It may seem we're trying, this is a war we are fighting. Like some of you are being attacked tremendously because of your faith in the Lord. It's a war. There are times when somebody comes up and they'll say things like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm ready to follow Jesus. And I want to know Jesus. I want to, I want to accept Jesus Christ as my Savior. What, I got to pray or something like that, whatever I got to do. And I got to get dunked and that kind of thing. Start going feeding the homeless, I guess, whatever I got to do. And, and there are times, and this sounds terrible coming from a pastor, but there are too many times that I can, I've counted many times that I have tried to talk somebody out of it. Now, if the Spirit's lead, you know, if the Holy Spirit leads me to do it in different ways, I, yep, awesome, fantastic. But I talk people out of it, I try to. Not because I don't want them to follow Jesus, but it's because it's hard enough to fight a war when there are soldiers that don't want to fight. And so if, if I could talk somebody out of being a follower of Jesus on a Sunday morning when there's a group of people all around them that would love to see them accept Jesus and follow Jesus, I, if I can talk them out of it right then, if I could say something like, man, are you sure you're ready for the attacks? Are you sure you're ready for the, for the enemy to, to, to step up his game on you? Because once you step off the, the world's army and you start getting onto God's army, man, the enemy's coming after you, dog. 
Are you sure you're ready for this? Are you sure you're ready to be the kind of person that when your feet hit the floor, the devil goes, crap, they're awake. What are we going to do? We've got to trip this guy up, man. They're coming after you, man. If, and if I could talk somebody out of it, when they come to me on Sunday morning or come to somebody on Sunday morning and I could say, are you sure? And they go, I don't know, man. They ain't got no chance on Monday morning when they go to work. Because if they can, I can talk them out of it here and tell them, oh man, it's going to be wild, it's going to be crazy. Now trust me, it's joyous. It's worth it to be a follower of Jesus. Come on. I mean, we're all, we're all worm food in 100 years anyway, right? Praise God, we're going to be with him, right? But, but man, we got to understand that. That it, it that, like, people say, well, I, man, I accepted Jesus because I thought my problems were going to go away. Oh, my goodness. Man, it's going to get worse, right? But there's joy in it. Um, newsflash, whether you know Jesus or not, there's going to be a lot of problems in our lives, right? There really is. But we have a hope that doesn't make sense to the, those who don't know Jesus. We have a hope that none of this crap we're dealing with is going to continue having, having to be dealt with, right? It's going to take all of us. And the worst thing a church can do is thinking, okay, I'm going to be lazy. I'm going to let God just handle people, that kind of stuff, right? I'm not, taking, I'm not talking about going after rebellious people who have rejected the faith and all that kind of stuff. And we try to teach them that. Kind of, I'm not talking about going after people. Jesus let people go, man. I'm talking about truly taking care of our people. And sometimes it means saying, you know, you did this to God and I love you. Sometimes it's like, I'm sorry you're hurting. Let's go. Let's, let's just keep going. But ultimately, it's about making disciples who make disciples who make disciples who make disciples so that we can make enough disciples to where Jesus says, okay, you've made all the disciples you're going to make. You get to come home. I want him to say to every one of us, well done. I don't want him to say, what the crap were you doing? Getting so caught up in all the religious activity and all the different stuff you got to do, and you didn't even do what I asked you to do. Why? got to take care of one another and we got to encourage one another in this amen if this truly is going to be and if this is a a church that knows everyone and everyone knows that they're known then it's going to take all of us because that vision says everyone not just some father we love you and uh again this uh message went a totally different direction than i had planned but um, you're God and I'm not. And uh, I think everybody's pretty thankful for that. Because <laughs> I frankly wouldn't put up with the stuff you do. But God, you are amazing. And you've put up with me a whole lot of times. So Lord, here's the thing. Man, we want to be the church that you have called us to be. Outlined in this book of Acts. As we get to know you more, as we collectively get to know one another more, may we come closer to you as we come closer to one another. And may we not be afraid to take the time to get to know one another. God, it is in your son's amazing and beautiful and awesome name. 
All God's people in the house said, Amen.